Thanks for joining us today for our Freedom Podcast. We are excited to grow with you. Today, you will hear a message from the life-changing Word of God. We hope this podcast adds value to your everyday life. If you want to find out more about this ministry, visit our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. Something I really need to ask you as we start this new series for this month that I really, really want to kind of bring to the surface, and it's this. Are you willing to stand for truth in a post-truth culture? Well, let, me, let me explain that for a moment. What is a post-truth culture? If you've stood for five minutes talking to anyone that uh, is not what we would call a believer or a follower of Jesus, if you stood talking with them for any moment of time, you quickly realize, thank you, that we're living in a world that says there is no such thing as an absolute truth. And I've said this many times, I'll say it again. Anyone that tells me that there's no absolute truth, I ask them, are you absolutely sure? Right? Because therein lies the problem. If you used to say that there is no God or you used to say there is no truth, that means you know all things because that's an absolute. To say that there is none, to say that there is no absolute truth means you know everything and by, by and large, nothing can get past you. That's how I feel. The truth is we're living in a post-truth culture. And the post-truth culture says, your truth doesn't necessarily affect me. You have your truth, come on somebody, you heard it said before, and I have mine. You've heard it before? Can I tell you something? That is the biggest cop-out to not taking responsibility for your own life. You have your truth, I have mine. Listen, there is a truth, and that truth is coming back again. There's a truth, and he is coming back again. It's not in it. It's not in it. Truth has a name. Truth has a throne. Truth is reality, whether you like it or not. So this series that we're calling Truth Over Trend, we are doing our best to make sure we lay out what is truth and what is trend. Because what we're seeing in our world today is that people are following trends. Trends. Once upon a time, there was a trend called the Afro. (laughs) Then it died. Then it came back in the form of a blowout. Now they call it blowout. No, it's an Afro. Right? Then there was the bell bottoms. <laughs> then they came to skinny jeans. And now bell bottoms is making a comeback. Then there's mom jeans. I could not believe I went shopping with my wife 
and there were college students walking in with jeans hiked up way up here. And they were walking like they own the place. I'm in this woman's department where I don't want to be. A woman's department store. The seats are for the men, by the way. Women, you should never be seated in any one of those seats. That's a men only. It's men only. I'm, walk, I'm walking in, and I'm in this place and I'm being the supportive husband. My wife is shopping. And three girls walk in, they're college age. Their jeans were like up here and they're just walking. And I said, first of all, who walks like that? Except me on a Sunday morning, just now. Second of all, I'm going, who cleared this with fashion.com? Because this is not trendy. Some of you, I lost you with the, with the walk. I just, I might not have you the rest of the service, but. But everything is about trendy now. It's about, that, no, that's not the word anymore, or that's not the, that's not the right look anymore, or no, that was so 2021. Right? It's old, it's trendy. Why? Because we got to stay with the trend. Uh, let, me, let me phrase it another way, keeping up with the Joneses. Because everything that's trendy is about, if you're not trendy, you're not my friendy. That was weird, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it made you laugh, so I'm happy. When we talk about truth over trend, we have to ask ourselves the question, what's more important to me? So whether you're a younger believer or a seasoned believer, you like that, the season? Young or seasoned, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be invaded with this idea that that is not trendy anymore. We look at biblical values, and they're not trendy anymore, are they? Come on, some of you, you would watch something like Little House on the Prairie, and what was trendy back then is not trendy now. Some of you are like, Little House on the what? <laughs> Pastor Tony, I don't see you watching it. No, I know. My wife tries to make me watch it, but. Some things you just can't teach. But trends change. God doesn't. I want to talk to you about being set apart for Simon. And part one of the series, set apart for Simon. Now, what am I talking about? I want to tell you a couple of things. First, you need to know is this. Number one, there is a threat, a great threat, to believers. If you're taking notes, write this down. There is a great threat to believers. If you don't have anything to write down, there's wonderful journals out in the foyer. For low, low cost, you can get your one. Write down this, wherever you can find a piece of paper right now, write this down. There is a great threat to believers. Now, Romans 12, 2 tells us this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If I was to ask you how many want to know the perfect will of God, 
I would doubt that there would be any hand down. I think most of us would say, yes, I want to know the perfect will of God. If I was to ask you how many want to know truth, most of us would say, yes, I want to know truth. If I was to ask how many of you believe that truth is overtrend, most of you would say yes. But here's the problem. Truth won't invade your life until it's time. You will be offered truth, but it will not push itself on you. Trends will. Trends will pressure you by friends, by TV, by commercials. How many were not hungry till you've seen that one commercial? Right? Marketing, right? They market something to look super juicy and then you order it when you get there and it doesn't look anything like that? Come on, somebody. Some of you are like, this doesn't look like the menu picture. I've been there. Right? So what am I talking about? I'm talking about what we, we, what we say is true is one thing, but the trendiness of this world is constantly pressuring to believe it, believe it, believe it, receive it, want it. We want it, don't you? And that constant pressure, if you don't stand for truth, trend will bulldoze you. And if you don't stand for truth, the, the, the trending cultures will tell you you are absolutely going down the wrong path. Come with us. Now, I, I firmly believe that there's a world out there that sometimes they just genuinely want to find out the truth, but they don't know how to get there. How many believe that's true? How many ever met somebody that is genuinely a good person? They just don't know the truth, right? I've met, I've, I met and I know and I even fat family members. They know truth, they just don't know how to get there. And so what we're trying to do is lead people to truth, right? And that means lead them to who? Jesus, right? We're leading them to truth, we're leading them to righteousness. So there is a great threat. Listen, the great threat out there is not physical persecution, as contrary to some may think. The greatest threat to the Christian world is not persecution. The greatest threat to our world and society today, listen very closely, is spiritual deception. That somehow, if I follow a trend or what seems to be a godly trend, I will come and I will encounter Jesus. That somehow trends lead to Jesus. Can I tell you something? Just because you follow the crowd does not mean it'll lead you to Jesus. How do you know that, Pastor Tony? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus picked just 12 disciples. But when he was in the garden and he was praying, how many prayed with him? He went back. You know what I'm talking about, right? He went out and he prayed. And he said, pray. And he went out to pray by himself. He comes back. What were they doing? You read that too? Then he said, wake up. Time is short. Then he goes back to pray. He comes back. Netflix is on. Are you still watching? And they're sleeping. The majority didn't go that route, but Jesus did. Because truth has its own route. Another example, if we would have followed the crowd, 
over, the Bible tells us that over 500 people saw Jesus after he died. How many ever read that? Right? You read that hundreds, and look at me, everyone look at me for a moment. I need you to hear what I'm telling you because you need to hear this. Hundreds and hundreds of people saw Jesus after he died and resurrected, and hundreds knew that he was still around. But only 120 were in the upper room when the Holy Spirit was poured out. The majority left. So where's the majority there? The trend was leave because there's nothing more here. We're waiting too long. It's past my, you know, I really can't be here much longer. Peter, listen, I hear you want to do this prayer thing in the upper room. Listen, I really got to go. I got some things I need to handle. Jesus is like, wait, Terry, wait, wait. And they're like, no, well, I just don't have time. Guess what? They left. How many left? The majority. The trendy bunch. The ones that said, he left, he left, she left. They're my friends. Uh, I'm going to leave too. Deception is very weird. The enemy will push you, push you, push you, and he'll push you past your limits, and then you stop. And then what he'll do, what he'll do is he'll, he'll back off. And then he'll push you back again, further than you want to go, take you deeper than you need to go until you're drowning. What unites us as a body, listen closely as I talk about truth over trend, what unites us is not our color, it's not our class, it's not our political affiliation, it's not even our background and where we come from. What unites us is the one thing that we all can have in common regardless of where we come from and that is Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Are you with me? Jesus Christ unites us. So my first thought is simply this. There's a great threat to believers, and that threat is what? Spiritual deception. Number two, I want to tell you this, and I need you to listen closely. Trends change. God does not. When we're talking about truth over trend, the, the trends will change. Guess what? There's something that's trending right now that will not trend in two weeks. Something that will be canceled today that two weeks later, they'll cancel something else. They went after Paw Patrol. <laughs> what is more harmless than Paw Patrol? I remember watching it. My kids were little. Always on the double. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. I remember watching that saying, this is such a cute cartoon. They try to cancel Paw Patrol. But you, people hung in there long enough. Now Paw Patrol made a movie. Am I sitting here endorsing Paw Patrol? No, I'm not necessarily. What I'm saying is, the enemy will go after anything he wants to go after. The crowd will go after anything he wants to go after. But truth will stand. Truth will remain. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Come on, how many are glad Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? So, as followers of Christ, we should look to the Bible, not culture for our direction, amen? So let me, let me make it very clear. We, we, we change our culture, we don't conform to it. Right? So let's look at John 17, our main passage here this morning, because I want to I kind of 
Just read this. And for those of you that don't have your Bibles or you didn't turn there yet, this is up on the screen, so just follow along as I read out loud. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. Who is, who is Jesus talking to? The Father. This is Jesus talking to the Father about the people. Watch this. They knew with certainty that I came to you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. He's very specific. Listen, I'm not talking about the people of the world. I'm talking about the ones you gave me. I'm talking about the people that follow your word. So Jesus is being very specific in this prayer, right? He's saying, listen, I'm not talking about everyone. I'm talking about those you gave me. I want to talk about them for a moment. And he says this, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be the one, so that they may be one as we are one. What is Jesus praying? That they would be unified like we are unified. So they would be together like we are together. And what is he saying? Don't let them be deceived by the things of this world. Watch this, and it'll kind of unfold a little bit more. Watch this. He says, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None have been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Who's that? I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And as you send me into the world, I've sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may truly be sanctified. Listen, Jesus is intentional about talking about truth here. He's very intentional about talking about truth here. He's saying, basically he's saying, there's a trend in the world. Don't let them get caught up in it. Let them be unified like you and I are unified. So what is he saying? He's saying, don't let them change because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why Hebrews declares, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Why? Because he mimics the Father. He mimics God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never changes. How many are grateful for that? Right? So when we talk about truth over trend, hear me. The third thought I want to give you is this. You are separate for God's means, and the worldly alliances are broken. So here's what I'm saying. You are separate for God's means, for God's purposes, right? That means that your ties with the world must be broken. 
there's a tie to the world that we all have. That, that temptation to follow the trends, right? The temptation to do what everybody else is doing. Every eyeball, look at me for a moment. I need you to hear me. Young people, look at me. Everybody, look at me. There's a world out there that wants to tell you that they know the truth. But if it doesn't come from his word, it's not true. It's watered down at best. Truth only comes from the Father. Man doesn't know truth unless they know the Father. Jesus made it very clear that the only way he walks in the earth, on the earth, is because he's connected to the Father. And the only way the people of light can remain children of light is if they are connected to the Father and if they're connected to each other. I love it once said, and I forget who it was that said this once a long time ago. I remember reading this. It said, a hundred pianos tuned, uh, I'm sorry, a piano tuned to the tuning fork is automatically uh, connected to the hundred pianos tuned to the fork. In other words, if one piano is tuned to the tuning fork and the hundred pianos are tuned to the tuning fork, automatically they're in tune together. And I might have botched the quote a little bit, but you get what I'm saying. The idea is that somehow if we are connected to the Father, if you're connected to the Father and you're connected to the Father and you're connected to the Father, guess what? Automatically we're connected to each other. And that's how unity happens. We have to be a body, look at me, we have to be a body that emphasizes love and unity. That's the purpose, the, the way that people will know you is by their love. And then Jesus goes a step further to say the way that they stay in the light is if they're all unified to you. John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. There's always different fashions. There's always different music. How many know the worship music has changed over the last 10 years? Yes? Just turn on something from Vineyard for a moment. Little Hosanna action. I mean, a Ron Cannoli. Cannoli sounds really good. Ron, how many remember Ron Cannoli? Anybody remember Ron Cannoli? What is going on here? Four. Four people remember Ron Cannoli. It's the seasoned folk that know Ron Cannoli. He was around a long time ago. They used trumpets back in those days. Remember trumpets? Oh my. Worship has changed. Fashion has changed. Everything is different. But they, some things come around. But at the end of the day, what's the purpose? What's the meaning? And marketing is very big now, isn't it? How many of you have said something around your phone and all of a sudden you get an ad for it? And you're like, come out! How did you know my cup? Come on, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, man, I really need a printer. What? A printer? Ad for a printer pops up. On, Hello? Some of y'all are like, yeah, I know. We're having that. That's another discussion for another day. That's another, that's another series. But Jesus is very clear. When our desire is spent on following trends instead of following the king, we will be continuously disappointed. Somebody say truth over trend. I stopped saying a long time ago without clarification 
something that we did as a church when we first started is we want to be a relevant church with a relevant, relevant word and relevant worship. And I kind of stopped saying that because one day I was kind of a, I was kind of listening to a speaker and he said something that really struck me. I said, wow, that, we got to be very careful because what we're trying to say is that the word of God isn't relevant already. Right? How many know the word of God is relevant? People will tell you, well, the word of God was written hundreds of years ago and all these different prophets and all, it, it's outdated. Like, you have not read the Bible. <laughs> There's so many things that the Bible is more relevant about than our culture is. How many know that the Bible is more real than our culture is? The Bible is more accurate than our news is, right? We look at it, we go, but the Bible, we want to make the Bible, and that's what a lot of churches tend to do now. They want, we want to make the Bible relevant. And I, and I meant that in a different way when I said it, but I said, I don't want to be associated with that mindset, that somehow the Bible isn't relevant, that somehow the worship isn't relevant, that somehow God is not relevant. Because believe you me, whether you think this is boring or not, there will be a day you will stand before him and you will give an account for everything you heard. So you can cast my sermon to the side, our worship to the side, you cast everything to the side. But guess what? One day you'll give an account for everything you heard. Everything you heard, you will give an account for. It's like a spiritual audit. One day we will stand before God and we will be audited for everything we heard. Friend, I don't know about you. Listen, I don't know about you, but I want to get this right. When I'm separate for God, that means I separate and I break ties with the world. Trends will come and go, but the word will remain. So here's what John 3, 21 to 22 said. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. And if you stood up here with this light full blast, you know what we're talking about. So that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. The world loves darkness. Why? Because they don't have to expose anything. You with me? Media team, follow me. The world likes darkness because it doesn't have to explain itself. The world likes darkness because in some way they feel like they can move as they please. But those who truly want to know God have to get in the light because light exposes and that exposure is good for us because it draws us closer to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So when we look at John 17, Jesus prays for himself, verses one through five. Listen, can I tell you this? Believer, look at me for a moment. Don't ever apologize for praying for yourself. Don't ever apologize for asking someone for prayer for yourself. Don't ever hide it. Don't ever run from it. Don't ever wonder if it's okay or if it's too vain. If you can't pray for yourself to get healthy, how are you going to pray for others? But I want to be humble. You got to still be right with God. I've flown flights. I don't know how many thousands and thousands of hours I've spent on planes in my lifetime. Guess what? If there was ever an issue on the plane, what do they say? Put on your own mask first, and then you can assist somebody else with theirs. Why? Because if you pass out, you're good for nobody. 
And there's people passing out of spiritual deception every single day. Why? Because they don't pray for themselves. Pray for yourself. Jesus did. When he was sweating great drops of blood, was he just praying for everybody else? No. You know what he said? Let this cup pass from me. You ever prayed like that? Tax season's upon us. Some of y'all praying that right now. Let this cup pass from me, Lord. Winner, winner. Let this cup pass from me, Lord. Students, report card season. Let this cup pass from me, Lord. Pray for yourself. Then he prays for his disciples, verses 6 through 19. This is John 17. He prays through 6 through 19. He prays for the disciples. Pray for those around you in your circle. How many, how many have a, a circle of people that you like to pray for and you pray for? Raise your hand if you pray for people around you. Yeah, that's good. That's godly. That's mature. And then he starts to pray for all those who believe, verses 20 to 26. So what happens? When we're about the Father's business, we tend to pray. Come on, somebody. By the way, there's prayer on 6.30 on Wednesday nights and 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Be a part of that. Why? Because a praying church changes lives. A praying church changes lives. Our passage focuses on Jesus' prayer, but guess what? God does not leave it there. That's the beginning. We are to take this gospel to the world. John 3, 21 to 22, I talked about it. When you live in the light, you'll live like God is watching. So here's what I'm saying to you. Jesus wants to be found in you, not just on you. Not just on your schedule. He wants to be found in you. John 15, 11, tell us, tells us this. I have told you this so that my joy may be complete in you. Right? So that my joy may be in you, one other translation says, that your joy may be complete. Here's what I'm saying to you, and I'm going to close with this thought. Our thoughts, our goals, our desires, and hopes are not set on earthly gods that are easily swayed by trends. Come on, somebody. But not by fads or trends, but on Jesus as his everlasting kingdom associates. You are an associate in the kingdom of heaven. Here's the warning. Being sanctified, what does that mean? Set apart by God. Everybody say set apart. Say sanctified. Set apart. That's what we are. We're sanctified by God. That means that we're set apart for his work. And what does that mean? That means we seek truth. That means we learn truth. That means we let truth sink in. We don't let lies or trends get the best of us. We want truth. And truth has a name. His name is? And here's the warning. The reason Jesus prays that we will be kept from evil is not because we live on earth or a specific state, red state, blue state, whatever, city state, and concerned that we'll lose sight. You know what he's concerned about? He's concerned that we will lose our sight of what is truly godly. Because the world will tell you constantly, this is okay, that's okay. Stop being so religious. Stop being so religious. God is okay with that. Is he? Is he? Are you sure? Because I'm not always so sure. And if there's in doubt, I can do without. 
If there's anything that will cause someone to stumble, if there's a doubt, do without. That's mature Christianity. That tells us I desire truth over trend. If, I, if my trend causes you to stumble, then it's not truth. If I'm following something, everyone look at me. If I'm following something that causes another person to stumble, then it's not truth. And I challenge you, if you have a thought on that, see me after service. I challenge that. I, I openly leave that to you. If you have a belief that causes someone else to stumble, then it's not truth. Truth doesn't cause people to stumble. Truth causes, truth causes people to stand. Trends cause people to stumble. Right? So here's my last thought. Here's my last thought. And let's go to that last slide, gentlemen. Galatians 1.10, actually it's, it's maybe before that. Galatians 1.10, let's go to that slide first, then we'll go to the last slide. Galatians 1.10 is a verse I love. Listen to this. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. That's a very strong verse. You know what that says? I choose the audience of one. I choose him. I choose God. I choose truth over trend. And here's a thought. I found this quote. It's not my own. I found this quote and I thought it was fabulous. And here it is. You ready? The world isn't looking for more copies of someone else's message or another trendy rerun. They're looking for your unique voice. You with me? The world is not looking for some trendy rerun. The world is looking for your unique voice. Now let me ask you this question. This is, this is a little different, but I want to do this. Media team, follow me. How many of you have known the Lord for longer than 30 years? Longer than 20 years? Longer than 10 years? More and more hands should be going up. I'm not sure why they're going down. But <laughs> If you win 30 years, you do more than 10. Okay? Because I'm seeing hands go down. I'm like, this is not working right. <laughs> Let me be more specific. Let's go this way. Hands down, everyone. More than 10 years. More than 20 years. More than 30 years. Okay? So what we're looking at is that we're looking at a lot of different people in a lot of walks of life. Some of you have known the Lord 30 years, some of you 30 days. Some of you three years. Here's what doesn't change. Are you ready? Truth is still truth and God is still God no matter where you are. So what does that mean? Here's the pressure. I'm going to put a little pressure on those who have known Jesus a long time. Some of you are like, Pastor, you didn't even get to 40. And I'm glad you didn't because I didn't want to raise my hand. I'm proud of those who've been in the Lord 40 years, 50 years. I'm excited to see that. Why? Because the world says you're supposed to fade away. No, you're not. If you truly love Jesus, hang in there. Because trends will come and trends will go, just like temptation will. Are you with me? Trends will come and trends will go, so will temptation. The temptation of this world. And so what are we saying? I'm saying to you that you are set apart for an assignment. 
and that assignment is based on truth, not trends. The trends will come and go, friends, but my God, my God, my, my, my God, he will never, ever change. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Come on, bow your heads with me all across this room. Father, thank you for the truth of your word. We stand on your truth today, and we believe you are God of heaven and earth. Show us how to stand for truth in a post-truth world. Father, there's no relevant word, relevant this. You are relevant. You are timeless. I pray today that we would realize that and embrace the truth of Jesus Christ. Father, help us to dissect everything about your word that causes us to look at ourselves differently so we can follow you the way you want us to. In Jesus' name. God bless you as you love God, love people, and change the world. Have a great, great Sunday.